Hey y'all, welcome back to Naomi Rambles. What's up? So today I wanted to talk about, I guess, so last episode I talked about not letting things that trigger you keep you down. And I wanted to build upon that a little bit more because I realized um, with things like my mom randomly showing up, I think I was in denial the first like four or five days not that it happened because I was journaling about it and stuff and it was still processing it. But as far as like it triggering my eating habits goes, I was in denial about that. And my mom is a really big trigger for me when it comes to eating because of childhood traumas related to that. And I have other traumas or other issues around eating besides my mom, but that's just one of them. I had to like come to come to terms with that because I didn't want to believe that I was triggered again, I think, in some capacity. I think I wanted just to believe that I was doing okay and and she wasn't messing me up. But in reality, like, my appetite, like, dived. I've just de- been dealing with that the last few days. And it's been really hard because it's been that. I haven't been stressed in my day-to-day. In the last few months, I've been a lot less stressed, oddly enough, given what I'm about to tell you. <laughs> But like I, I recognize that trauma can live in the body, especially when things are just like shocked and you're just triggered about things. So I haven't started my period. I haven't had my period in like two months. The first month I was about something else. The second month here I think was heavily about my, my mom randomly showing up. And I'm still dealing with that. And having like the last week I've been trying to induce it naturally and it hasn't worked and that's been stressful just like loss of appetite and all these other things but I had therapy on Monday it is Thursday I had my therapy session on Monday I told my therapist about all this because I hadn't seen her about in about a month because she went on vacation and I see that girl like every two weeks (laughs) we really we went over all of this she said you know you sound pretty hopeless that you're not gonna get better And that sounds like it's directly tied to your mom not getting better. And I just kind of paused because I was like, oh, I don't want to have this conversation. (laughs) Like I wanted to have it, but obviously in the moment I was like, oh, that that hurts because it's true. (laughs) And I didn't think that it was. And I think that's why it hurt so much because I felt like I had I was in a spot where I was definitely healing all of this like self-worth stuff. And I am. But I think there's still a, a small part of me that that correlates my mom's recovery to my recovery perhaps and my self-worth which is really hard to do when you have a parent that's an addict when you have a parent that doesn't like treat you well to begin with you know so that's something that I've been working on I just wanted to voice that because I know I'm not alone in these feelings I know there's plenty of people out there that can relate to this kind of stuff so I wanted to voice that so people can just feel heard and seen about their struggles because it's been hard bitch like (laughs) it's been I laugh but it's been hard (laughs) like (laughs) the last week has been really hard the last yesterday was a lot a lot better for me actually but before that like the three to four days before that was just like oof because I did once my therapist said you sound pretty hopeless I started to be like oh yeah I, I, I actually do feel pretty hopeless and it was more, more, that was more about my eating struggles than it was about like the mom stuff necessarily because 
my therapist also pointed out, when you get triggered by most things, your eating is what goes. That's the first thing that takes um, a dive. So my feeling hopeless was more or less about my like health, having healthy eating habits. But one thing I just wanted to point out, and I've heard this a few times over um, the last few weeks, is that most people have eating issues. And while that doesn't bring me comfort, (laughs) it does make it feel a bit more normalized, which, you know, is maybe kind of fucked up. But I think the fact that a lot of people go through this and they wouldn't classify it as eating disorder or or disordered eating, even though it probably could be, (laughs) I think that just helps people feel a little bit more seen and not, not so crazy and not so like, oh... I'm so alone in this and nobody else is dealing with this because that's how it really can feel all the time when you are struggling and you don't see a lot of hope. But anyway, (laughs) so um, moving on. So I'm actually going to talk about something else. So there was something the last time I recorded a podcast, there was some stuff that I wanted to talk about and I did not end up talking about it, but I mean, it kind of correlated to this stuff. It definitely did. It was just, I went on a tangent last time <laughs> and I'm trying not to do it now. <laughs> so the things that I want to talk about right now are things will trigger you to fall off your path when you're doing well. And that's the message I think of this, or rather the topic, the main topic of this episode is things will trigger you to fall off your path when you're doing well. Things that would have kept the old you down and out are going to come up. Because your ego mind wants you to stay where you are because it's comfortable in that space. It doesn't want you to move and grow and learn (laughs) and expand. But if we are to actually grow and heal and learn and expand, we're going to have to break some cycles. And that's where the hard part comes in. Like this shit with my eating disorder, my disordered eating, not eating consistently is like things that previous versions of me wired in as who I was and even when I wasn't conscious of like how unhealthy that was like it was just it was just the day-to-day I like it was years of me doing it Uh, it's gonna take perhaps years of me like unlearning all of those habits and thoughts and beliefs right it's it sucks because you're like oh I, I want change I know all this stuff I know it's bad for me why do I keep falling back into these cycles I don't, do I not love myself enough? Is that what it is? And I don't think it's that. I think some people, well, I think a lot of people will have those thoughts. I think a lot of people will struggle with that fact because pretty much everybody is taught to not love themselves by society, to always want to be somebody different. When you really start on your healing journey, on your self-love journey, you really start to appreciate all the different aspects of you that make you you. And you don't want to be anybody else. Yeah, it would be nice to like, you know, have potentially, you know, more money or a nice house, nice job, whatever the case may be or whatever. But like you're content being you because you know how fucking dope you are. And that's where the fuck I am, bitch. Like I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. And that's why I think it was hard for me to be like, for my therapist to be like, oh, there's still some part of you that doesn't feel like you're good enough. And your mom triggers that in you. And I was like, oh shit, you don't have to like come for me for my edges. (laughs) But she came for my edges. She snatched them off. So I didn't say that in this (laughs) shoot. I probably could have. 
<laughs> my therapist is black y'all so she would have laughed um <laughs> breaking cycles in order to break cycles like you have to do something that's going to halt that cycle in its place and then not only do you have to do that thing you have to continue to do that thing and replace it with a new thing that's going to help you keep new habits in a new cycle in place that's the only way you really break cycles because people often will try to quit something like smoking or drinking or whatever but what are, what are you replacing it with because if you don't replace it with something that like something that you want this new version of you to be doing then it's very 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 easy to fall back into old habits and that's why they say old habits die hard taking getting triggered out of the equation here just like when you're having a rough time is like you know you're trying to break cycles you're like oh I had a bad last few days this happened or that happened this happened or that happened I ate this I ate all that I needed to sleep now you want to sleep all day not because you need rest but because you're you're fucking tired because you did it because you're depressed <laughs> which is fine you need when you're depressed you need to sleep you need to rest. You need to sort yourself out. You need to feel whatever you're feeling and actually process it. Because I think a lot of times we get, at least for me, when I, like, last few days, when I was depressed, the last few days, I just, I took it very fucking slow. I took it very fucking slow because I wanted to be in that sorrow so I didn't have to prolong it. So my bounce back game was fucking A1. I'm out here, bitch. I'm out here. <laughs> Catch me in a fucking court. <laughs> when you fall off what you think is falling off track, it feels like you're starting over again. And that's where it feels like you're failing. And this was actually something my therapist pointed out to me because she was like, you know, when, you're, when you slip up with your eating, does it feel like you're starting all over again? Or do you recognize all the growth that you, you've had? And I said, you know what? If I'm being honest, like initially it does feel like I've, I'm starting all over again. Like I failed. And she said, you got to break that because that's what's making you feel hopeless as well. When we're breaking these cycles for whatever it is, for whatever it is, it may be for y'all start pinpointing that thought of, it feels like I'm starting all over again and just be like, you know what? It was rough. <laughs> I'm, I'm still making progress. I'm still going. I'm still trying. And appreciate that. Appreciate it. And recognizing the things that are holding you back, those thoughts. Your ego wants to keep you in this safe little bubble. It doesn't challenge you moving forward. And when we're struggling, you know, we're like, oh, it's, it's kind of okay. Like, it's fine. Like, I've done this before. And you get used to struggling. And so we repeat that cycle of always struggling. Our ego mind's like, let's let's not let's not move forward. Let's not move past this. <laughs> let's just park it here. Because beyond that is beyond this, like struggling is scary. And we don't like scary, do we? We don't like scary because A is fucking scary. <laughs> it's creepy out in these streets. No. <laughs> because it's challenging. And if we stay where we're struggling at, we have this false sense of security this false sense of victory even I think that we're trying but like we just keep falling short of consistency and consistency is what is a key and component to being successful and to like seeing the the other side of that tunnel 
So you, you can't you can't stop halfway through the tunnel and expect to see all the beautiful light on the other side. So your darkness, your past, all your traumas, all that all that shit, you have to face it. You have to tell it. You cannot keep me here, bitch. <laughs> you can't keep me here. You can't you can't keep me here. You gotta go. Like <laughs> your coping mechanisms and your bad habits are like they're looping on each other. And oftentimes your coping mechanisms are bad habits. When we don't have, like I said earlier, when you're breaking cycles, if you don't have something in place to replace that bad habit, you're just gonna keep looping. So instead of of looping, catch catch it just even just one time, just the next time, just try to catch it and be like, you can't keep me here, you gotta go. That bad thought, that bad habit, you can't keep me here, you gotta go. And we are our own worst enemy because our ego mind wants to keep us safe and small and protected so it does not get challenged. It does not want us to grow. It doesn't want us to be successful. As shitty as that sounds, that's the reality of it. Because our ego mind is also made up of society. It will lie to you. It will set you up to fucking fail. Bitch, don't listen to that. Don't listen to that voice. It will set you up for failure. (laughs) It will set you up for failure. It will belittle you. I'll talk down to you, call you all sorts of names, tell you all these motherfucking lies, unless you kill it off. And that is easier said than done. I know that's easier said than done. Trust me, it's e- I know it's easier said than done, but it's wor- it's necessary work. I say that as someone that spent the first years of my spiritual journey, I was just on the spiritual side of it. Like, I was learning about crystals and cards and meditation and chakras and all this all this stuff all this woke stuff right and then like next two years which is you know i'm on in right now is actually the healing part and i think that they are very different (laughs) because you can learn all the about crystals and chakras and meditation and teas and you gotta yada yada and not actually ever face your shit and heal and just be like oh i'm just gonna meditate all day i don't know why i said it like that no, um, it was it was funny. <laughs> we could laugh, and there's nothing wrong with meditating all day, but you know you don't have to. But it it like also de- defeats the purpose if you're not actually doing the work to heal. And everybody has work to be done to heal. Like, don't let these people out here fool you, boo. Like, everybody's fucked up a little bit or a lot of it, <laughs> and it's up to us like how much we manage that fucked up and like tame it and like work on healing it. It's the difference between letting it out so you can like work on it and heal it and then balling it up and then letting it out at others, projecting it out at others. And I think we've all met people <laughs> like this where they have all their shit bottled up, but it still seeps out of their pores. And you can never meet these people in person, but you'd be like, ooh, you musty. Like you got a musty aura. <laughs> So people be having musty auras and like that doesn't make them bad like they're not bad people or anything like that but you can be like oh you haven't dealt with any of your shit and you like to project all of it on other people especially good people the good people out here are like <laughs> the people that will give you their last that will give you a pep talk and you call them ugly for doing it and i'm talking about somebody <laughs> i used to know <laughs> You are your own worst enemy because of your ego mind. And the sooner that you start challenging that, 
is the sooner you'll you'll get to a spot where you're less bogged down and it's a hard fucking journey to sit there and be like oh i'm a i'm gonna face all my darkness and i'm gonna knock off flinch <laughs> and then once i'm done facing it i'm gonna be smiling <laughs> because it seems like it seems like so unattainable in a sense like sometimes even so unrealistic but it's not like it's very attainable it's just a matter of putting in consistency and knowing that the work that you're doing is is gonna pay off recognizing your growth along the along the the journey like when i started therapy in october i was in a much different spot i can't math so it's april it's almost may that's like is that eight months (laughs) i think it's eight months nine i don't know (laughs) anyway um i start when i started therapy i was in a much different spot and i i went to my therapist with very specific things and i'm still like we we still work on those things pretty much every session but at the time i was in such a triggered like hyper vigilant state that i was just like i was grasping at not grasping at straws but like I was just like, I, I need help. I need to get the help. <laughs> I got the help and I've thus, sorry, these little allergies gave me a little stopped up. Um, I've gotten the help. I've put in the work. I've done the reflection. When things got hard, I started to challenge. I started to put implement the things that my therapist, you know, put me on assignment for. And they started to pay off. You know, the, those things were hard but I'm the better for having implemented those things, those changes, those. So maybe the thing here is putting yourself on assignment. Like what can you do today? Like what's one thing you could do today and implement over the next month? Like, let's just make it a fucking challenge. May challenge, like it's also my birthday month. I'm a Gemini. (laughs) I took my little, my little bonnet behind my ear. You couldn't see it, but it was a cute little moment starting today but we're going to implement this throughout the rest of not the rest of the month but throughout may we're going to put ourselves on assignment and do one thing every day that's going to like challenge us in our darkness and our challenge and like i'm not talking about something that's like going to sit here and trigger you all fucking month like it does not have to be that unless that's something that you fucking want like but like something that's holding you back a, a cycle that is a bad habit, a thought, a feeling, whatever, that's holding you back from the version of you that you're really trying to be. Look, we're going to replace it with something. So for me, we're going to just, I'm going to keep going with the food stuff. So when I do have days where I'm not eating as much or whatever the case may be, I'm going to stop being, uh, feeling like, feeling and thinking that I'm starting all the way over and that I'm failing. And so I'm going to be like, okay, we just got to regroup, bitch. We gotta be group. You gotta give up. Cause I need a man. I don't even know if that was the, I don't know if that's the lyrics to Grease. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> and I don't need a man. I'm a lesbian, but I don't know how we got here. <laughs> Ending out on this note. Okay. So I wanted to tell you guys that like, you know, you have to, you have to know when, like when you're healing, part of the process is taking back your own power. And how you do that is by acknowledging your role and in, in the things that played out. Now I'm not saying like in a victim blamey way, like if someone has like harassed or abused you, that's not like, you know, 
it, but I'm not even going to touch that because that's, I don't, you know. But as far as, like, your own growth and, like, healing goes, try to take some responsibility for your role and how things played out as far as if you stayed in a situation that you knew was not healthy for you, if you had a thought that you knew that was not healthy for you, if you stayed at a job that you fucking hated, if you kept, if you stayed in a relationship that, like, was draining to you, if you... I don't know, like, kept a little haircut that was fucking not it. (laughs) I feel like some people got triggered by that, but anyway. (laughs) If you just knew it was not for you, like, acknowledge that. and like, yo, I knew this wasn't for me. And moving forward, when I know things are not for me, I'm going to listen to that. I'm going to move on. I'm going to do whatever I have to 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 detach from that situation. Because I'm putting me first. And that's really all that means. Like, it's not not here being like, oh, I'm shit for, like, not leaving this situation. No, that doesn't help. That doesn't help at all. <laughs> it doesn't help at all. It doesn't help your healing. It doesn't help, like, trusting your intuition. It just, that would only feed your ego mind because it's trying to belittle you. And if you're looking to get unstuck, you need to start forgiving yourself. You don't have to forgive people that have abused you. You know, I'm not here to tell you to do that. That's up to you. But start forgiving yourself for for whatever role you played in whatever the situation is. And you, you can forgive without forgetting. And that's something that I've really been, like, learning and coming to terms with. Like, you can forgive people without forgetting how they treated you. The two aren't, like, mutually exclusive. Like, you, you don't have to... Like, say somebody was a shitty friend and they come back and apologize and like, yada, yada, yada. You you can forgive them. Like, you could have forgave them like a long time ago. And then just because they came back with their sorries doesn't mean that you have to let them back into your life. That's not, you know, if it's, if it's not for your highest good, it's not for your highest good. And keep it moving. Because forgiveness is for yourself. It's not for them. It's for yourself. And until you do this, you know, life will continue to draw situations and people back to you that reflect your own inner demons and your own inner struggles and thoughts. And if you really are honest with yourself, you'll look around you and see a little bit of yourself in the people around you, especially when you're struggling. Because if you're struggling and you've only ever known struggle, chances are your circle is reflecting that back to you. They have only, only ever known struggle. They're always complaining. They're always tired. They're always broke. They're always bored. They're always miserable. Yada yada yada. Which you know, hey, everybody had or you know experiences those things at life. But if you're always down and out and like you're not making any kind of plays to get out from being down and out, then mm, that's a big old red flag, boo. That's a big old red flag. Uh-uh, we ain't got time for that. We ain't got time for it. And I just wanted <laughs> to, like, peep y'all to some of this <laughs> of my little experiences. And I guess I'll see y'all next time. Bye.